Support for this podcast comes from Social Talent. Social Talent is the training platform for hiring teams, giving you the knowledge and skills you need to find, hire and develop great talent. Designed for everyone involved in the hiring process, this market-leading platform provides training through a comprehensive library of video content delivered by the world's best hiring experts. Trusted by the likes of IBM, Intel and Siemens, Social Talent has trained over 80,000 people across 100 countries and 1,000 organisations. Last year alone, they enabled a million hires worldwide. Find out more at www.socialtalent.com. That's www.socialtalent.com. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 250 of the Recruiting Future podcast. As I said in the introduction to my last episode, the, the focus of the podcast is going to alternate between content to help you with your long-term strategy and content to help you right now. This episode falls into the right now category and was recorded on Thursday the 18th of March 2020. My guest is the one and only Johnny Campbell. CEO of Social Talent. In our discussion, Johnny talks about what he's seeing in the market right now and shares some valuable advice on virtual hiring processes, including onboarding virtually and how to motivate a remote team. He also gives some details of the free support Social Talent are offering to recruiters who've been laid off or who are anxious about their jobs. Hi, Johnny. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Matt. Good to be here. A pleasure to have you on the show. Now, this show is a slight change from our original programming. We recorded an excellent interview with four or five TA leaders and Johnny um, about growth hiring, but we thought that it was probably more appropriate to actually have a chat about the current situation and its effect on the talent acquisition community and also what companies are doing to deal with this new reality that we find ourselves in. So first of all, Johnny, how, how are things with you? So they're good, Matt. Um, I can answer that in a multitude of ways. Uh, I'm working from home today. Actually, the first time I've worked from home in 12 years. Um, I'm not a big fan of it because I've got four young kids and I like to get away from the house. Um, but but hey, this is the new world we live in. And, you know, I'm trying to remain calm in this. And, you know, there's nothing else you can do. Be supportive of your community, be supportive of your family. And, um, and, and with us in our business, it's, you know, support our customers in any way we can. That's kind of number one priority. So, hey, you know, keep busy with work and keep busy looking after each other. And that's probably the best model for the moment. Absolutely. I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. And in, in a very in a very similar situation at the moment, albeit only with one child rather than four. So what are you seeing in the market at the moment? And obviously, we're still very much in the kind of the shock and panic phase of what's been of what's been happening. But companies are still recruiting. Some companies are, are having to recruit very quickly, in fact, at the moment. What are you seeing? How, how are people coping? What's uh, what's going on out there? So as you probably know, Matt, maybe some of your 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 um, listeners won't know. Our our t- solution is largely used by by global employers, right? So Social Talent is a particularly effective learning solution for global teams 
um, who are already geographically dispersed. So the nature of, of the customers we're talking to, they typically have global teams. So when this crisis started, um, when it was a crisis that was concentrated on Wuhan and shutting down parts of China, I was talking to some of our big customers and asking about how they affect their APAC teams. Um, so my conversation started there many weeks ago. And if I'm being honest, the 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 problems and the issues and the challenges that they were having in APAC, they're the same. They just expanded to our world, to the like they call it the Western world. Wherever you are in the world, it's expanded out of that. And um, you know, the first things I was hearing, I was asking about hiring freezes. And yes, you know, hiring freezes were going into place in many companies, not all, to be clear. Um, I was quite surprised about the number of companies that didn't have a hiring freeze. Um, but I guess, you know, as as COVID-19 has affected you know, my geography more, I get it, you know, FMCG, healthcare, pharmaceutical, other areas. Um, even, you know, kids' toy equipment is on the rise and people are buying more of it at the moment. Um, DIY equipment, gardening equipment has gone up as people are spending time at home. So there are anti-cyclical businesses, but for the most part, you know, there's a cutback in hiring. For recruiters, you know, there was a, a double impact. A positive impact I was hearing was for the first time probably in history, recruiters and sourcers were getting people on the phone. You could call up people during the day and they'd answer, um, which was like, wow, this is this is brilliant. You can actually reach candidates. But I think universally, I'm hearing across the board that um, people are afraid to move jobs. You know, even my, my, my next door neighbor works for one of the largest grocery chains in the world. He's a senior leader here in the Irish business. And um, they're crying out for staff in every department, both the retail frontline staff, managers, finance, marketing, HR. But he's saying nobody will move and um, people are afraid, they're paralyzed. And, and I guess even if you are in a recruiting business where you still have open recs to fill, there's there's that downside of you know getting people to actually commit when there's so much uncertainty. So there's some of just a kind of smattering of some of the things I'm seeing and hearing across across the market. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm seeing the same thing with the companies that I've been talking to and the, the interviews that I've been recording for the next few weeks, basically. So we could probably talk for a really long time about the, the situation and what's happening and, and what companies might be doing. But let, let's get down to some practicalities that, that might help people. What are you seeing in terms of in terms of online interviews and the recruitment process sort of moving, moving to be more virtual? You mentioned that obviously people people are now picking picking up the phone how is that affecting the recruitment as it's actually happening so i still remember the day and i'm sure you do matt as well we've chatted about this over the years you know where people question the value of video online video assessment um software and tools saying you can't beat the real thing you have to interview somebody in person even though all the data and science said otherwise um in fact that it's 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 even better at removing bias than doing an in-person interview so so you know uh, you know immediately the whole world just snapped its fingers and went okay you know i get it we got to move towards this you know uh, starting with virtual interviewing for people who are out of the city and down to just people who still might be only a block away they're, they're having to do video interviews um so i think everyone is just flocked to video interviewing they're scrambling we have we've been inundated with requests for uh, training on on how to do video interviewing like uh, we don't. We didn't have curriculum on this. I've been be honest with you. I just didn't think people needed it. But actually, it is for a lot of people a fundamentally different way of of assessing candidates, and they're not sure the practicalities of using uh, video interviewing. I'll tell you a, a funny story, not related to recruiting. Um, my wife does a, a gym class three days a week, Matt, and uh, she asked me, could I could you borrow my laptop in my new recently assembled home office up in the top room? 
as um, her gym instructor was basically doing um uh doing it virtually via zoom and i set it up for her and i was watching and you have these you know 40 to 50 people joining on to this structure structure in her kitchen and delivering a gym class but um nobody knew knew how to use zoom um they weren't turning their mics off uh, the instructor didn't know how to work it you could hear one woman grunting along to the exercise cursing about how much energy it took as the rest of the people were going oh my god turn her mic off and you forget that you know i i'm familiar with tech you're familiar with tech but Gosh, most of the world doesn't use video engineering or didn't beforehand. And it is a new world. And there's a whole bunch of things that seem normal to me and you maybe and to many people who are maybe interviewing tech candidates all the time from different cities who are hiring from different countries for their roles. That's not the the world of recruiting for a lot of people, but it's just become their new world. So I get it. People are really struggling to kind of get their heads around this. And if you've never done it before, it is a bit daunting. What should you do? How should you set it up? testing it what can you ask what can you not ask even into practical things my my colleague holly put a video out last week a quick guide and one of the things she put in there that i'd even forgot about was just making sure that you, you don't ask about covid19 too much because you could be um exposing someone to reveal personal information that leads to a bias that causes problems both legally and morally in, in the decisions you make on that person and I'm going, yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good point. Like, ask them, do you have kids? Do you have an apartment? It seems so natural to ask these personal questions because we're in in this together. But it's remembering that this is still a professional interview. You're still, you know, required to comply with the laws of the jurisdiction you're recruiting in and, and the moral and ethical grounds of, of asking these things. So, yeah, I think people are are just looking for information and best practice and you know they're right to before i sort of move on i'm going to ask you about another aspect of this but you know as this is so important and, and people are sort of looking for information right now are there any other sort of other top of mind things that people who might be doing interviews or video for the first time today should be should be thinking about yeah like it's it's you know the importance of practice using using uh getting sure you're in a well-lit room uh, well-lit room the number one thing that I, I i try to tell people is make sure you have a good light source make sure it's in front of you you know i i've set my home office up in front of uh, a bright window as natural light beaming in on your face is the best way to to do it um lacking natural light you want to make sure you've got a, a strong light source but it's always in front of you people kind of think right i gotta have a bright light and they tend to have it behind them and then oh, the software just makes a mess of it it sounds like a silly thing but it's you know one of the most super practical things to do just to to to, to have a well-lit room make someone feel at home it's it's um making sure you follow the same structure um of your interview uh that you're 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 not deviating from that it the fundamentals of an interview don't change uh you still need to follow that um uh, making sure you turn your camera on um some people are camera shy um you want to give the person the best opportunity and and, and most communication is non-verbal you know up to 58 percent of communication is non-verbal according to a lot of studies so you know to, if you want somebody to turn their camera on and, and really give them the opportunity to do a great interview and communicate properly with you you got to go onto the call with your camera turned on you present you know you're presenting yourself in your best tone as well so uh, you know it's some of those things i think that are are, can be really practical tips getting your lighting set up making sure you're comfortable put someone at ease by being turn your camera on like people forget to do this even when they go on to video assessments and remember 
it's still an interview. The same rules apply. Absolutely. I think that's very helpful advice. One of the things that I've noticed actually from being on LinkedIn in the last couple of days is that a number of people are starting new jobs and they're, they're now having to start these new jobs working from home. And I'm guessing that that's going to be, that's going to be a trend that's uh, certainly going to increase in the, in, in, in the coming, in the coming few weeks. What, what are your thoughts on that? How, you know, how can companies possibly deal with that situation in terms of onboarding people, but not actually meeting face to face? So I guess a few years ago, recruiters would have, uh, you know, rightly maybe said, it's not our problem. We don't do onboarding. That's the HR team. But I, you know, most of the TA teams that I'm working with, I've seen that their role has broadened to encompass, if not onboarding, certainly pre-boarding, you know, getting someone set up um, up until the day they arrive on site um, in the office or factory or store or whatever they're being hired for, um, making sure they have the right equipment ready, making sure they're at ease. And that's come... Uh, a large part from a recruiter recognition that if they don't handle that process well, the rec is going to end up back open on their desk a few weeks later. And they don't want to work the same rec. No recruiter wants to have to work the same rec two, three months later, you know? They genuinely want the candidate to be successful. And so even if it may not be their role, they see they see a role in that for them. So that's been a trend for some time. Um, now it's really all hands on deck. The HR teams that we would typically hand over to whether you're in a recruitment agency handing over to them or you're an in-house recruiter handing over to them, you know, those, those teams are swamped. You know, there's so many people issues they're dealing with at the moment, like so many. People panicked about benefits, sick leave, what does it mean for me, potentially redundancies, or just an influx of new hires because, you know, they're, they're overwhelmed. Um, there's a lot of pressure on those individuals. So, you know, often the onboarding or pre-boarding process might get dropped. And for a lot of companies, there isn't an office to onboard them into um right now and it may not be for several months i heard a great um if you don't mind me mentioning another podcast uh uh the career crossroads podcast uh with uh chris and jerry and shannon on uh, a couple of days ago i was listening to several people um speaking on that and uh, one of the senior ta leaders on amazon was talking about the fact that they i think had currently thousands of people waiting to join corporate roles around the world and they've shut down their corporate offices so you know, what is your plan for that? You know, like, and it's probably, you know, it's probably easier if you're Amazon. I'm guessing they've got good systems, but what if you've never had to do this before virtually? You've never hired somebody who's a virtual worker. Like, you, you know, you're still going to make sure that they, they've got to still have a job to start in because they've got work to do. They have a team to bond with. They have to start acclimatizing to how does this company, company work? What's the culture? What's the hierarchy, the rule structure? How do I get things done? How am I, you know, given work? How am I, given praise, feedback, support, all those things are still needed. Everything you need as an employee in a physical office, you still need virtually. And, you know, organizations aren't necessarily ready for that. But you gotta, you got to get ready fast. Like, you know, the, the, the fear of joining a new company is, is large anyway. The fear of joining a new company right now must be tremendous. So how are you working to put those people at ease, to give them a virtual onboarding experience? Um, that mirrors as much as possible the one you would create in a normal office or retail or factory environment. Uh, 
that's that's a big challenge but i think it's one that that is, is not difficult to overcome one of the things that I, I've just kind of has occurred to me when we were when we were talking there, when you were talking about Amazon, is that there are people who will have been hired to show up for jobs that they have to actually attend physically, and they'll have been hired by recruiters who are work, working virtually and HR teams who are working virtually. How's that? How, how's that going to work? Like if you think about the types of people who might be arriving on site still today in this environment, you know they're probably frontline staff, whether that's frontline staff who are. Healthcare workers are if they're working in uh, a, a retail store, a food retailer, or if they're in logistics um, in terms of moving goods around, they're all still frontline services, public transport. Um, if you still got to arrive on site to a job with any, any, any of those sectors, um, it's probably an environment where you're going to have to hit the ground running and really, really get stuck in. So, you know, I don't think the, there's an exception for those. They're not different. I think perhaps even more so they need help with virtual pre-boarding and onboarding. And this is something that, as an example, when a year ago, when times were a lot different in social talent with our incoming staff, <clears throat> we started building pre-boarding um, training, whereby um, we, had the look, we had the fortunate ability to be able to use our own software, where we were basically putting all the resources someone needed to understand before they joined online, where that's meet the team, here's how our systems work, here's the what, t- what teams do, here's what we're all about, here's what our priorities and OKRs are right now. And the idea was that when people arrived in day one, they already knew half of what they needed to know, right? And you can do that quite easily. You can put together online resources so that people have access to this information before they start, um, but also supporting them when they do start so that they're going home in the evening, watching some videos, reading some documentation so that they're able to deliver quickly to your business because you probably need them to deliver really, really quickly right now. But they're still able to balance all the needs they have as a new employee, like how do things work? What are the rules? Who are the people? What's the culture? You know, how do I get to know people? So, you know, it's it's stopping to remember that. And, you know, whilst everyone's busy right now, it might be, you might seem like you have no time for them. But if you're onboarding multiple people and you will be over the next few weeks and months, stop now. Trust me, you're not going to get more time in the next few weeks. You're going to get less time. Now is the time to sit back and prepare and say, how do we give them still a good experience so they're part of the team? Because it's a crazy time for them too. And if someone's not onboarded correctly or well, chances of them leaving are having, you know, really, you know, are being a low performing individual because they just don't know how things work. It's so high. Your business can't afford not to do this right now. A question specifically to help talent acquisition leaders. Again, just watching what people are saying on on LinkedIn and, and Twitter and, and, and all those kind of places. Obviously, a lot of TA teams are working remotely and uh, their, their leadership are sort of trying to find, at the moment, they're trying to sort of, you know, get the get the technology working and work out the sort of the right cadence for communication. But 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 ultimately, and this probably something that, that well, this will be something that also applies to your business. So you're probably in a, in a good position to to answer it. How, how, how do you keep people motivated working remotely like this, particularly when people might be quite stressed out and anxious? So the way we're approaching here in social talent and the way we're going to recommend to to our customers, um, it, it's a balance between, you know, making sure that you are, 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 first of all, you know, you feel like you're still part of the team. Like that's that's just so important. Um, so you know, when you look at at, at 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 virtual, virtual has the ability to able to huddle together quickly. You know, at the start of the day, end of the day for fifteen minutes, just to say hello to everyone, make sure everyone's doing good things. Um, I saw a great tip from my friend Marin Hogan in the U.S. and her business. 
she's always used this with her team because a lot of them work virtually where they huddle every morning and they have what they call hashtag six, six, six things. And it's everyone has the six things they're going to do. And they just shout out what they're going to do that day. And they they basically, you know, these are my six things today. These are my six things. These are my six things. Great. Let's go do it. And then they catch up at the end of the day to see how they got on, start the process the next day. Like simple things like that are super effective to um, to get a team motivated. I, I used to work in the pub industry and in the uh, hospitality industry, running nightclubs and bars. And, you know, you do the same at the start of the night, quick huddle with the staff. Right before we get going, what are we doing? What's everyone doing? We know what's happening, and you hold them together at the end of the night. And you know, I, I, I remember that 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 approach. I didn't use it in the office environment. I haven't used it for twenty years, but you know, it works really well in, in a virtual environment to come together as a huddle. But it's also practical things like stopping and because when you're you know if you just focus on the business side, let's work hard, let's get things done, and forget the personal side. I think that that's where you go wrong. Um, so I think it's also stopping and saying let's have a let's have a coffee together, like let's let's just throw up a Zoom call or a, a, an online call and just sit and look at each other and have a coffee and ask each other how how things are going because you got to always remember that you know having the right mental health and well being during this time is super important and people get lonely like you know I, I joked at the start of the uh, start of the um the podcast that I've got four kids and it's crazy working from home. Like, I'm glad I have noise in my house. I have people to see. I'm probably going to be stuck in this house for a couple of months. And it's lonely if there's nobody else here. So just remember your colleagues who might not have uh, as many people in the house and visitors. And, you know, it's, 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 yeah, get, you know, organize yourselves to do good work and, and make sure people are on the work and doing the right thing and you're talking as a team. But also make sure you give plenty of time to just chat and say, how are you? I've seen great examples of companies who are, doing you know 4 p.m on a friday they're going online on a virtual call and all having a beer or a glass of wine or a, a soda together you know it's it, you gotta ha- make time for those social interactions even when you feel like it's you know everyone's fine they can do that themselves they're working it from home you know it, it's it's your job as a manager as a leader as a business owner to make sure that you're balancing that you know because that's how you keep sane that's the motivated people aren't just given lots of great work to do they got to have time to let off some steam every day, every couple of days where you kind of just have a rant with somebody, share some thoughts, and just don't talk about work. So, yeah, I think they're, they're important things to remember as you're, as you're kind of balancing this new world of, of working and managing teams remotely. I think that's incredibly important. And that kind of ongoing communication and, and virtual socializing, I suppose, a word we're going to be using quite a lot. It, it's kind of vital. I mean, I've already been for a couple of video conference coffees with people and I've got my first after work Skype drinks tonight. So it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's it's funny. So final question, I normally sort of ask about the the, the future as, 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 the, as the final question on this podcast, but with the sort of the topic that we're talking about and, a, you know, event day to day, the day to day changing on a day to day basis, that's probably not not appropriate right now. One question to ask is, obviously, there are a lot of talent acquisition professionals and, and recruiters who are being made redundant or being laid off or concerned about their jobs. What can we do to help those people? Or what would your advice to those people be? I think we've got to help each other as communities. Um, I, I've had a lot of people reach out to, to me and to our team over the last few days and week, um, just asking, can we help? And I've seen a lot of other businesses offer their help. Um, so big companies are offering help to all businesses and their the way that they can. That's brilliant. But you know, particularly in the TA and recruiter community, it's a much smaller community of people. And if you're in this community like we are, um, I think it's important to try and help each other and support each other. 
So if you know of jobs going in in the companies or sectors that are anti-cyclical that are growing through this, you know, share that with your fellow recruiters who you who you know are out of work. Um, if you know somebody who's fearful of being out of work, you know, work with them to to help them um, be indispensable. I think this is the time in a business if you haven't been laid off and you're at fear of, of being laid off, become indispensable. You know, I've seen this trend of talent acquisition moving in, move, merging with talent kind of um, teams over the last year or two anyway. Now's the time to see if your HR colleagues or anyone else in the talent team need your help. You know, prove that you can be an adaptable person um, before negative news comes your way. Um, they're good skills to have. Um, so, 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 so they're the important things that we can do as individuals and as, as colleagues. Um, we at Social Talent want to try and do our bit to try and help those who've recently been laid off, made unemployed um, uh, as recruiters and TA folks. And if you're out there, get in touch with us. Um, you know, we have learning resources that we can provide to you um, to upskill, get qualifications so that, you know, when you do get that interview, when you are back in front of somebody who is hiring um, over the coming weeks and months, that you're going to nail it with the best practice from all over the world of how to do recruiting and talent acquisition really, really well. So reach out to us and, and, and we want to be as supportive as possible to that community. Um, uh, we've got free resources and, you know, we want to give people access to our platform to, to train up if they have been recently made redundant and, and laid off, um, just to make it as easy as possible and to give them the best skills. You know, we, you're going to be stuck at home. You know, I always say when you're, when you're, when you're out of work, um, treat it like a job. Getting a job is a job. You know, get yourself on your desk, give yourself focus and target for the day, what you're going to do, who you're going to reach out to. You can't just sit there and wait for the world to happen to you. It doesn't work that way. So take control, um, develop your learning, develop your skills, broaden your skills into new areas. If you're a specialist, become more generous, learn what your other colleagues do, train up on those skills. We'll help you um, free of charge um, to, to try and do that and reach out to your network, get their advice, but make it a work day. You know, give yourself tasks and responsibilities every day to yourself to basically get yourself back motivated trained up and in a new job no one knows how long it's going to take how long it's going to last for as you said matt there's no point in predicting the future it, it's a fool who tries to um but taking control is important and making sure that you set your agenda every day and realize that it is in your control to do these things to try and you can't control somebody giving you a job but you can control the effort you put into it you control the effort in self-development in learning and broadening your skills and um, when a, when an employer comes around, they'll appreciate someone who's put that effort in. Johnny, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, Matt. Hopefully we'll talk next time under better circumstances. My thanks to Johnny Campbell. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. The show's also on Instagram. You can find it by searching for Recruiting Future. If you're a Spotify or Pandora user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. We'll